Hi, you listen to Poems from My Heart, a poetry podcast with Angela Rideau. Today we have a very special format. We have a guest called Moeed Majid, who is a podcast producer and a TV and radio host. And he's also been living with Crohn's disease for 20 years plus and has a stoma bag for, for five years. So this episode is specifically about body image and chronic illnesses and how we've used that those experiences to overcome them using our creativity skills. So I will be talking about something to do with endometriosis and Moeed will be talking about his experiences. How's it going, Angela? Good. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. So Moeed, um, tell us a little bit about yourself before we move on to endometriosis. About me, there's not that much to hear, to be honest. Um, I am a Northwest London boy, brawn and bred. My heritage is Kashmiri. Um, just a usual mischievous kid in high school, got into university. I got diagnosed with something called Crohn's disease, which is like a chronic uh, condition of the gut or the whole digestive system when I was about 19. And it's just been like dealing with that ever since and kind of like realigning my goals and finding myself and being comfortable within myself. And, you know, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ever since then. I've worked in retail. I've tried to make it creatively, making videos on YouTube, to hosting TV shows, radio shows. And uh, I got my first creative job about a year and a half ago with Vice, which was fantastic. Uh, since then, I've gone on to work with like the BBC, Spotify, Somerset House, you belly so uh yes yeah, going well thank you it's going well so far and i'm looking forward to sharing and uh hearing from you uh today you've done so much in such a short space of time you're so accomplished um okay so i'm going to tell you a little bit about myself for a lot of people listening normally i record poetry podcasts and this format it's slightly different there is still poetry in here but it's based around uh, endometriosis for myself now endometriosis is a chronic illness with uh, tissue where tissue that's similar to the lining of the uterus is found outside of the uterus so what should be inside has kind of drifted off and gone somewhere outside and this like bad boy rogue tissues are causing chronic pain and inflammation on different parts of your body and that affects women and it affects them with with their menstruation ovulation and it's something that I've suffered from and I didn't really know about it at all. So next month, March, is Endometriosis Awareness Month. So we thought we would do a little special feature in terms of our body image issue. So I will be talking a little bit about endometriosis and the way that I explain and portray my feelings and sentiment is through poetry. So the first thing I'll do is kick off with um, my poem which is called Endo. Endo is like the crashing of your body against the jagged rocks after surfing pleasurable waves. Eventually, you avoid the wave because pleasure hurts too much. Hurled over back to fetus position to rewind to a time of no pain. Like a guest that has overstayed their welcome, endometriosis lining begrudgingly peels itself away from the comfort of your body. It's loving home for this month, bidding adieu until the next month. Visits to the bathroom become a breathing control exercise. <sighs> breathe, breathe, you can do this. Battling to control the contractions of crippling pain. Passing a red sea while chanting, you can do this, you can get through this. 
a monthly practice exercise for the real contraction someday. But how to conceive? No sowing of seeds while it is around. Nothing growing inside of you except it, monopolizing your utero space. Okay, that's my, that was my poem. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really important to explain because there's a lot of key issues that you might have picked up in there because endometriosis, it, it affects your sex life. Um, so when you, you know, try to have sex, it causes crippling pain. So that's what I was talking about with riding the, the pleasurable waves not good, not fun. <laughs> Didn't understand what the hell was going on there. <laughs> Thought something was really wrong with me and I couldn't explain to my partner. But it causes problems when you're trying to go to the toilet as well. Um, and simple things like menstruation, you know, things that are kind of taboo, especially within the South Asian community, things that you don't really know about, people don't really talk about. You kind of just think you're the only one suffering with pain and it's just you. And, and eventually, I think for, for myself, when I did try to conceive it became really difficult because I have other issues as well so we we were trying to have a baby my husband and I it caused so many fertility issues because I think uh, endometriosis is, is one of the number one leading causes of uh, infertility and I think as a British Indian or South Asian woman family and people would ask me you know when are you guys going to have kids you know you've been married for quite a while you're 30 something when's it going to happen so for me, it caused a lot of body image issues for me because it it made it so hard to accept that there were so many things going on with me and no one was able to explain this. And I mean, eventually I did have surgery, but yeah, so I mean, endometriosis is such a big deal and, and it's one in 10 that actually suffer from it, which is crazy. And I'd be curious to know what the stats are with Crohn's and what your experience and your journey has been, especially as a man with body image issues, because I'm sure it's brought up so many things for you. What was your journey like? For sure, it's been hard, but one in 10 is crazy. That yeah. is a lot of people. Like with Crohn's, I think it's like one in 60 or 70,000 or something like that which is uh, not a lot, but I think it's become a lot more prominent now. I think that was a while ago when I got initially diagnosed, which was like 10 years ago. So uh, the diagnosis process is a lot better now. And like the whole medical like, process is so much easier and Crohn's and IBD in general, like inflammatory bowel disease, which is different to IBS, by the way. Uh, that, that whole like kind of diagnosis process is much more prominent and people are more inclined to kind of lean towards that rather than like, meander their way through all these different kind of conditions before eventually getting to that. So I think the whole process is a lot easier on the patient as well now because you're you're not in in the dark you find out much sooner about what the situation is and how you can deal with it but in terms of body image for sure I had horrible like body dysmorphia I hated the way I looked and because with Crohn's like it fluctuates constantly like I'd lose a lot of weight then I'd managed to put some on because of the medication I was on then I'd lose it again then I'd put it on then I'd get chubby then I'd get skinny like even now like I look at myself sometimes I'm like oh my god what the hell's wrong with you but it's much better than it was before since like I had my surgery. But for the, let's say I was 19 when I was diagnosed and I was 25 when I had the surgery, 24, 25. And that period before surgery and after diagnosis was horrible, man. Like literally I couldn't even look myself. I hate looking at myself. I'd stay in bed all day. I wouldn't even talk about 
the way I looked or like I used to just think I looked terrible and then people like I remember I was at uni once and this girl said you look disgusting I couldn't even oh, say yeah. that to me yeah 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 so I was in the library at university and I was with a couple of friends and this girl that I knew kind of knew and I didn't know what was going on at the time because I hadn't been diagnosed but I'd obviously lost a lot of weight and it was visible you know I was gaunt I had bags under my eyes you know my face was super skinny my body was skinny I was just trying to figure out what was going on myself. And I remember, I think between like November and December, I lost like 10 kilos, which is obviously a lot of weight. Whoa, so, in uh, one month, 10 kilos in, in one, one month. month. One month, yeah, in one month. I went from like 69 to like 59 or something like that. God, so I lost scary. a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Obviously, I'm 19. I'm like, what is happening to me? Like, I remember calling my mom saying, yo, there's something wrong with me. I don't know what's going on. So when I look back in hindsight, like there's so many indications of having Crohn's disease, but I was only diagnosed after I had this onset at the age of 19 where I lost like that 10 kilos. So I lost the weight and then I kept going to the bathroom. I don't know what was going on. I just kept rushing to the bathroom, just having these urgencies and like just like passing like just loads of fluid and blood and stuff. And I was like, what the hell is going on with me, man? Like, why is this happening? And, that sounds um, so scary especially at 19 when you should be yeah. out partying studying studying sorry studying <laughs> obviously studying was the main thing uh, but there's so many other issues that you have to deal with at that age anyway and then to have something like this come on and so strong and such a serious condition it's a chronic condition isn't it so and then yeah. you said you, your surgery was 25 yeah, so, boy, before the surgery, there was a whole load of stuff that happened. Um, So I got diagnosed. So I called my mom and I was like, yo, like, there's something wrong with me. She called the hospital. I had loads of tests. And within a few months, I got diagnosed with Crohn's. They put me on medication. Steroids were some of the medication. So I put all that weight back on. I was like, oh, this is not that bad. Like, this is great. I feel good. Obviously, came off the steroids and lost all that weight straight away. Then I was like, oh, my God god what's happening to my body and then just went on like a down i was in denial i was like yep this is not happening i'm just gonna keep doing what i do at uni got much worse then i had to have like a frank conversation with myself i'm like okay cool what is going on now like how do i get better it's funny because when i got diagnosed i was like what's the cure obviously there is no cure it's a chronic illness so i had to like kind of come to terms with that as well but like over the next few years it's just about getting used to it and like the fluctuations and weight and health and trying all these different medications because some didn't most of them didn't work and uh you know i i ended up like going on like powerful immunosuppressants because they're also anti-inflammatory so you have anti-inflammatory medication for crohn's and ibd but it's also an immunosuppressant so i ended up catching like tb as well i got tuberculosis for no. a year. yeah 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 i had that tb for a year um i ended up getting loads of like um perianal abscesses which is like the worst thing ever that kind of like my life I hated everything about my life that must have been such a roller coaster for you it was horrible man it was horrible like the worst roller coaster roller coaster where you feel like you're gonna die on the roller coaster that's like that's the roller coaster I was on so uh then they offered me like the option of surgery and at the time you're just like no way why am I gonna have surgery I don't want to have surgery but eventually I was like look I had to like exhaust all my options. I was like, are you enjoying yourself? No. Is your life good? No. Are you where you want to be? No. Are you healthy? No. I was like, let's just do the surgery then. But it gave me, 
it gave me a year to kind of like program in my mind, like this is what's going to happen because I think December, 2014, they suggested the surgery and then December, 2015, I had the surgery. That was fast. Some people have it overnight emergency surgery. So I was lucky. I was, some people like go in for like a routine checkup and walk out with like with a stoma bag. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, tell me a bit about this stoma bag then. So for a lot of people, they don't know what a stoma bag is and they might have seen some of your pictures on your social media. Um, like what, what is a stoma bag? What's the function of it and how does it work? So a stoma bag in essence is what I poo poo into. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I empty that into the toilet. So in essence, obviously you have your, you eat food, it goes into your stomach and it gets digested into your large intestine, your small intestine, your large intestine. And then you, you do your, you know, your generic poo poo into the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, for me, like I have a little like exit through my um, small intestine. So just before my large intestine, uh, the doctors, the surgeons took my small intestine and stuck it through my abdomen and put a little slit in it. So it passes through my uh, stomach into my small intestine and comes out this little gap they made before it goes into my large intestine. And so then I put a bag on top of my little bit of intestine that's sticking out and it it basically collects all the poo and then I empty that out. It, it must be really difficult for you when someone looks at you and they think you're a perfectly healthy, normal, young adult, and then they might see you going into a disabled toilet and have all these preconceived judgments about what you're going through and, and might not know anything about you. Yes, it's called an invisible illness or invisible disability or an invisible condition. Whenever people ask me about stuff, I say I have a condition and I just live with it. You know, I just I don't like to kind of like revolve around this whole like disabled illness kind of thing, because everyone has something they have to deal with. You have your stuff. Mm. I have my stuff. The next person has their stuff. So uh, that's just me anyway. I don't I like there's no, no right I think it's a nice way to look at it. Actually, it's a condition because that's actually more empowering to think of it that way. Because just the word disability in itself, if you look up the dictionary definition, it's really bad. The The dictionary definition is actually it's it's really negative. I'm sure it's so non very non PC, right? Yeah, actually, it's, it is very non PC. I actually have a dictionary in front of me right now. I'm actually intrigued. So I've got a dictionary right in front of me because of my poetry writing. I have a dictionary with me all the time because uh, of disability, disqualification, impotency. Oh, that's a horrible word. Impotency, inability, incapacity, incompetency, unfitness, weakness. Matthew, oh, God. That's crazy. That is um, the Collins Pocket Dictionary in Thesaurus. And that was dictionary uh, definition of disability. So that's a really, really negative word. Yeah, that's not good. I should start a petition to change that. Yeah, that should be changed because that's so negative. (laughs) They just thought of all the bad words and they stuck it together. What are some of the lessons that you've taken away and you've, this roller coaster that you've been on, this surgery that you went through, what are some of the lessons that you, that you learned? Um, I suppose the lessons I learned from going through what I've gone through are, very poignant life lessons for sure man i've learned to appreciate each day as it comes i've learned to appreciate the smaller things i've really developed a much more open mind about life and about experiences and understood that you really have to pursue things you enjoy in life because you never know what's going to happen and life is very short so don't do things that are not going to like fulfill you so i'm adamant on doing what i want to do and you know thankfully things are slowly starting to fall into place but it's just sad it took like a flipping chronic illness for me to realize that, you know, and it's not something that is like ingrained in people when they're young. 
through schooling and through whatever. But, uh, you know, for those of you, thankfully, who are not sick, they need to be, you know, told about that, or what their skills are, you know, from a young age. And I feel that's the role of schools. But this is like a different argument. No, but this, this is a good one, because actually one of the things I was going to say about endometriosis is about sex ed uh, lessons in school. Like I remember when the sex ed for me was my teacher who was not qualified to teach this he was a science teacher though and he was asking us what we think sex is and I remember people wrote things on a slip of paper and gave it to him and he read it out we had no idea and I think they taught taught how to put a condom on that seemed to be a really important thing and they had like a cucumber and and that's what I remember and I don't remember anything about menstruation about um chronic illnesses uh, family planning, fertility, the importance of, you know, thinking about all these things, ovulation. Like I remember trying to get pregnant and not knowing what my ovulation cycle was. Like I remember hearing myths, like oh, lie down on your left and do this and do that. To, and I was like, I don't know, you know, people just whispering these bits of advice. I wish someone with knowledge and expertise had taught me that information. And I think in terms of schools, if they were to raise more awareness of chronic illnesses, like menstrual, 50% of the population needs to know about this and the other 50% who are supporting them their partners or, or brother their sisters or whoever they need to be aware of it too so that they can support like one of my big things was when I was working I was uh, working for a, a middle-aged guy who I respected so much and he was still in the age of my dad and I found it so embarrassing to tell him I'm sick. I, I have a chronic illness. I physically cannot get out of bed. I'm, I'm in so much pain. And I couldn't say to him that um, I have endometriosis. And I didn't couldn't I couldn't tell HR. I didn't know that it was a thing that because I just thought, oh, you know, this dictionary definition that I keep going back to you. That's not how I would have described myself. And I thought, oh, you know, um, this isn't the awareness that there is around uh, illnesses. So perhaps I don't fall in that category, but I wish I felt confident enough or enabled enough to be able be able to be honest and have those conversations with my colleagues and I think it starts at school so the conversation that you started about education is so important about raising awareness of this. Uh, I mean I was just thinking about my my lessons learned, like what I've learned from having endometriosis is is similar to to you really. It's um, I felt like coming out of it on this side. I feel through my poetry, I've been empowered to talk about it because I think that education wasn't there back for me. That support wasn't there. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there listening who might know someone with endometriosis or Crohn's disease. That there needs to be more awareness around it. And for me, my takeaway messages not to be embarrassed or ashamed if you've had surgery, like because you rang your mum and you were able to explain to her something's not right, etc. I wasn't able to tell my parents that, hey, you know, um, it, it, I'm, I have these conditions, my menstrual cycle, sex. These are things you don't really talk to your Asian parents about, really. <laughs> so, and. Um, I couldn't tell my family and they couldn't really support me. And I remember having surgery and I remember I went straight to my flat and I needed that physical support. And I think my parents, if they had known, they would have wanted to physically support me, cook for me and help me because I was just not able to move because it's keyhole surgery. Mm. I think you had keyhole surgery as well, didn't I you? Did, yeah. I did, and it's yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? You can't like your abs just stop working. <laughs> you just oh, have no God. abs. <laughs> the soreness is ridiculous. Yeah. One of my takeaway messages is not to be ashamed of my body. And it is what it is. It's my body. It's got me here. It's, you know, no matter what things 
that I might have felt towards my body, it's given me a you know beautiful, healthy, two beautiful, healthy children, despite the the things that I thought were held holding me back. I think I've learned to love my body more. And when my weight fluctuates because of endometriosis and PCOS, sometimes it is annoying. And the drugs that you have to be on, the the pill and the things like that that you have to yeah. be on. I think for me, I'm like, okay, that's just a process that I need to accept and, and deal with. And something that I think a lot of Asian people don't realize is when is fertility, especially with talking, they don't tend to do it when they're talking to men, but they do do it when they're talking to women. I've had some of my male cousins openly ask me in a room full of people, oh, you know, so when are you going to have kids? Please bloody stop doing that. You know, just stop asking people when are you going to have kids? Because it's just, you don't know what the person's know. journey is. Exactly. It's so frustrating. Like it's such an old fashioned thing to do. And I've been guilty of it a long time ago, but having gone through my stuff and like hearing, you know, your story and all that, like, I just don't ask personal questions like that, unless I'm like one-to-one -one maybe, you know, cause you don't know what the situation is. I'm the same as you, man. Like my body is my body. Again, I, I'm not as confident as you are as of yet. You know, I still have my ups and downs and I'm just like, oh my God, like, look at the way you look. You want to need to get stronger, all that kind of stuff. But I understand it's a process as well. And not everyone has gone through the same rigors, you know, my body has gone through you know so uh, you kind of just gotta yeah the main thing is that you're just happy right and uh i think happy happiness comes with like self-acceptance and understanding the situation you're in and once you're able to do that you know everything becomes a lot easier but honestly Maureen, i i respect and admire your work so much like one of the first things i said when i spoke to you is we need more male role models more south asian guys talking about body image and empowering other people because i think there's so many people out there who promote toxic masculinity. And that's another thing about body image and talking about yourself. I think it's nice and refreshing when you have a guy, especially a South Asian role model who can say, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have body image issues. You know, it's, it's okay to have hidden conditions uh, and it's okay to talk about it and educate people about it. And I think that's so empowering. So I think the way that you've used your creativity and your, your creative skills to empower other people is just so admirable so i really respect that about you so much i appreciate it. like i got a phone call yesterday from a kid who found me on youtube and he says i'm his inspiration he had surgery yesterday oh. and he called me from the hospital he's like i just had my surgery da, 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 da. i could hear in his voice he was still like full of anesthetic once you start the momentum once you start you're the first person that starts talking about it and then suddenly people come out the woodworks like with endometriosis it's crazy i've i've through with my poetry i've been speaking to authors about things i'm passionate about and suddenly i start saying oh you know i like talking about empowering women and i talk, I talk about body image and i talk about issues in terms of fertility motherhood etc and then people will start saying oh hey i have endometriosis and people all around me who just silently they will come out the woodworks and start talking to you and suddenly you have this new connection and you've got like this community of people who you can talk to and be honest and open with and I think that's such a beautiful thing and hopefully through our podcast people will find some sort of comfort knowing that they can that they they can relate to other people they can reach out and and discuss this openly for sure just like you reached out to me you know this is this was just like a random interaction after i did like a youtube live with a poet and then angela reached out to me and we've been speaking and she's a lovely woman and she's obviously gone through a lot and she's a inspiration so um if if more people can like hear from you and hear your story and it and it like gives them solace and like comfort then for sure you know 
uh, I wouldn't say we have a duty to do it, but if we're willing to do it, then we might as well, right? I think that's one thing that we shouldn't put pressure on ourselves. You know, you have to look, you have to look after yourself, look after your family, and uh, if 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 you have time and if you have the energy to kind of like help other people, then for sure, do it. And uh, I think that's what we're doing through this podcast. I think first of all, I think you're amazing. I think um, you know having the courage to speak about what you've been through, especially something that is so like. Uh, vulnerable I mean, it makes you feel so vulnerable because as a woman you know you're in quotes meant to have babies and all this kind of stuff and I can't imagine the kind of like uh, thought process you must have gone through and the kind of like self-doubt and all that you know all the thoughts that probably went through your mind you know like uh, as a woman I'm you know having issues with fertility so I commend you I think you know obviously you've got a beautiful family now as well and you know it just shows that there is not I wouldn't say hope but there is like you, you can do it regardless of the situation you're in, right? And um, it's just about learning to deal with uh, the cards you've been dealt, I suppose, is probably the best way to put it. So no big up yeah, to you. Yeah, that's, that's a nice way to put it, actually, to learning to deal with the cards you've been dealt rather than yeah. trying to swap them and be someone else. Yeah, exactly. Just go all in, man. Just go all in. <laughs> all in. It's been fantastic talking to you. Do you have any last thing that you'd like to say? Any takeaway message for, for anyone? Any upcoming projects you want to talk about? I'm doing a lot of lives actually, like YouTube lives on my YouTube channel, just my name, Moid Majid, where I discuss like IBD and like it's called Bag Chat. Oh, I love <laughs> that's the that. series. Bag that's chat. the series. Yeah, that's the series. Uh, I had one episode already last week. I'm going to do another one this week. And I'm looking to do like a weekly series where I just speak to people about stuff. And it might branch out just to more like general life things than just like stoma stuff because i don't want to be known as a guy with like ibd in the stoma because me personally i feel like i have so much more to offer the world so um for me i just speak about if people ask me to otherwise you know i, I have a lot of other things going on that i uh, i enjoy doing and that i focus on so um yeah just keep it locked i'm really focused right now this year on like like growing my youtube following and I think um, I'm going to leave all the social media links in the podcast description. So thank you so much, Moeed, for coming on. And I hope that we will be able to uh, do another collaboration soon. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. If you like this episode, why not drop me a message to let me know what you think? You can also share this with your friends and hit the follow button so you never miss the latest episode.